got to earn it. You have to earn it. I want you to earn it. You're listening to the Earned This Podcast, where a community of ambitious people just like you are transforming their potential into progress towards their best self. So what's the mission? Our mission? To arm you with tactical strategies to obliterate all obstacles. So listen now, act after, and earn this with your host, Kyle Kuyat. All right, everybody, welcome to a very special episode of the Earn This Podcast. It's your host, Kyle Kuya. That is not changing, but today I am extremely, extremely excited. Some of you have been asking for her, and she is here, Miss Lindsay Nance. Boom. Boom. Thanks for having me. Welcome. I'm excited. Me too. I'm pumped. I'm jade up. So, Lindsay, some of my listeners aren't in Nashville. They don't watch the news in Nashville because they're not there. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that attracted me to bring you onto the show is not just your position and where you are at such a young age, but also your bubbly personality and who you are as a person and your confidence that you can convey to everybody else on. So can you just let some of the listeners know about your story, kind of give a little insight as to who you are and how you got to where you are today? Yes, of course. So I grew up in Brentwood, Tennessee, born and raised in Nashville. So really familiar with the culture around here, even though it's changing so rapidly. Um, I got into broadcasting in college because I fell in love with writing from a really young age. I was never really good at math or science or anything, but literature, reading, and writing just came naturally to me, and that's how I expressed myself. I'm very bubbly, um, positive personality. That comes from my parents and my relationship with God, I think. Um, I've There's very few things that you can control in this life, and... One of them is your mood. Another one is how you treat others. And so those are two things that I'm really cautious about all the time. So then getting into, I was just trying to figure out what in the world am I good at? I didn't feel like there's anything that I was just great at. And then I got to college. I knew I loved reading and writing. I grew up as an athlete and was so passionate about sports. And so then I kind of started merging the two together just doing sports writing for our local newspaper and stuff like that. And then someone just offered me to start doing some interviews and stuff for some camera positions. I was like, camera? Camera. What? <laughs> I was terrified. But that, that's that's a good feeling. Like, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. So I was like, this is so scary. I'm going to do it. And from the first time I was on camera, I loved it. Absolutely terrible. We need to pull that up somewhere. <laughs> I was so bad. So then in college... I was just really grinding it out. It was the first time I ever fell in love with something. I was so passionate about it, tunnel vision focused. I'm like this, I feel like I found what God put me here to do. He wants me to be a voice for the people, people who are voiceless, um, just really be a light through him. And so I think a lot of that joy that people see in me, it is real, but I think it's from him. Because I just, I feel like I'm doing his work, even though I'm just doing traffic or or wherever I end up going. I Mm -hmm. feel like I finally found what he put me on this earth to do. So I love it. It's hard not to be happy all the time. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) amazing. I wasn't going to go there so early. Sorry. (laughs) But you brought it out and I have to ask you. So I noticed that you have Esther 414 in your profile. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really talk about this off camera yet because I was waiting until we did this. But that kind of goes obviously in line with what you just said what does Mm -hmm. that verse mean you really though how do you how have you lived through that a Mm -hmm. little bit more just give me some more insight to that uh I was just reading through my bible one day 
it was one of those standardized versions, you know, that yeah. puts it in real people terms. And it was perhaps this is the moment you were created for. I, I have one that. right over there. Yes. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> and so, man, the second I saw that verse, I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> it's differently <Yeah. laughs> to put it, to put it in <laughs> uh, normal people terms. And just going through college, I struggled. I struggled with friends, family, all kinds of stuff, just finding my calling. And I stumbled upon that verse out of nowhere one day, and it just kind of changed my perspective. I was like, okay, Hmm. Lindsay, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop looking at the negative. You're here for a reason. Mm -hmm. God has a plan for you. You can't control really anything outside of the world, but you can control your actions, your words, how you make people feel, and how they perceive you. I love that. That's great. Question for you on that. So you mentioned that obviously, and everybody knows this, everybody has a story. No one is got to where they are today. You can get to where you are without going through some things. How do you control your inner self-talk and what does that look like? Because on the end product, and I even feel it as a viewer that's just watching you on a screen, and especially even here in person right now, you're really true to yourself. What does your self-talk look like and how do you if you are experiencing something negative or something may negative happen to you, how do you flip the script and turn that into a positive for yourself? Uh, in high school, I think I, I just kind of went through a lot. And I don't talk about it a lot because of how blessed I feel. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked at other people's situations that are so much worse than mine and been like, thank you, God, for the position that I'm in. Right. Um, but I've learned the older I've gotten, I have been through some things just not being accepted by people in high school. Um, Girls, girls can be mean. And so at the time I had friends, but just not really true friends that had my back. It was the type of friends that are going to go and talk bad about you and don't want you to succeed. So through that, I just kind of started using it as motivation. I don't know if everyone turns negative into motivation, but it, it kind of continued into college. And I actually, this is funny. I actually went through a really bad breakup. He ended up talking to one of my best friends that I had grown up with. And so Lipscomb's a really small school. So everyone was just like looking around like, what is Lindsay about to do? And I was praying about it one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get back. I'm not going to get even. This is God showing me what I actually need to focus on. And from that moment, that day, my sophomore year, I think, I decided to lock in. And I don't, I don't want this to sound cocky in any way, shape, or form, but I didn't want to like prove people wrong, but I just wanted to put all my energy into that. Mm-hmm. And instead of getting back, getting even, talking bad about people, I just wanted them to see me succeeding. And so maybe it wasn't through the best intentions at first, but then I just fell in love with it right. through that. Um, and I just felt like God was pulling me to work harder and harder and harder, pull away from drinking, pull away from partying, all the negative, because it doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah, that was a long answer. Sorry. No, that's what we're <laughs> here for. We got all the time in the world. I, uh, I love that answer, too, because I went through something similar myself. I was in Nashville. I've been in Nashville about four years, and I went through a pretty tough breakup about two years ago. And prior to that, I grew up. Presbyterian going to church, you know, pretty just casually, if you will, and with my family, but I never really felt it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that needed to happen for me to become who I am today. And that was something that propelled me towards God and then everything else followed, you know, rather than getting back and getting that kind of revenge on somebody. Exactly. Even if it just doesn't do you any good either. No. Right? It, it poison. It does more pain to you and hurt on your heart than it does on anybody else mm-hmm. in the first place. So that's a very mature way to look at it. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> of course. Another part to that, Lindsay. So especially in today's world, you have Instagram. There's TikTok. There's a million different things, it seems. I'm not even on all the, the things. I'm trying to be. Though. I'm trying to, I feel like I'm getting older now. <laughs> I know. And I don't even know. I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm that old. Like, kids are showing me things. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> They're like, it's the Fortnite dance. I'm like, uh, I know. I could try it. Maybe if I had a couple drinks. I'll no, you definitely it. got it. I don't know. You I'll me. teach you. All right. After this, we'll, we'll do that. Too bad it's a podcast, everybody. We can't. Yeah. Maybe we'll, that'll be a little spoiler. But um, it's easy to get pulled away from who you are, right? Especially in your position, being in the spotlight. I'm sure that comes with a number of different challenges and different things. But if I was in your shoes... The thing that I really have a question for you is you have such an outward profession and and to God still and to your true self. How do you do that? How do you get through that? Because it still has to be challenging and egging at you almost every single day in some way, shape or form, whether it's social media, whether it's people trying to even use you or the relationship to to get more fame or clout or whatever the people Mm -hmm. call it these days, right? Like, how do you see through that? Because that's one of the things you mentioned in your story is early on you had to let go of some of those friends that maybe didn't have your best interests in mind so how do you how do you stay true to yourself um it's been hard it's definitely been hard to find my true self my true personality but through a whole lot of prayer and leaning on my family instead of leaning on other people to make me happy I've finally kind of grown into my own personality and appreciated it I am weird as heck in every way I can tell. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone, everyone that knows me knows that. I just, I used to try and hold back, be like all the other people on Instagram. And then one day I decided it is so much more fun and freeing to just not care. Yes. So yes, I am a follower of Christ. I even, I love hip hop music. I put hip hop music on my stories with little layovers from my newscast every single morning and I have people coming up my neck all the time like how are you going to listen to hip hop if you're a follower of Christ blah 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 I'm like sorry Jesus made me that way <laughs> I'm a small white girl that likes to get down it's a good beat too like I, there's a lot of songs I picked up from watching that where I'm like I haven't heard that one yet and I play it and I'm like alright this is actually pretty legit so I do honestly at this point in life I wish I cared a little bit more about what people thought sometimes but anytime I see negativity coming my way from someone, I automatically am like, they're hurting. <laughs> I need. To, I feel like I need to help them. I'm like, someone did them wrong. Mm-hmm. They're experiencing something negative. And again, bringing it back to my purpose, I feel like I can help them be happier. So to a lot of the negative feedback, I will respond to a lot of it. And things that would have used to just destroyed me yeah. don't bother me anymore. And the only way I can describe that is through the confidence that God has put in me. Because I haven't always felt that way at Mm -hmm. all. No, that's great. Here's my question for you. And I don't know if you know the answer to this. This is a tough question. It just came to my mind. But you and I have 
obviously gone through some things in our life and nothing that's obviously too crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and But everybody has a story. Everybody's going through something. Some people listening right now may be going through that tough time. Others may not, but they may be separated from God, right? At least for me, it took something maybe not so good to bring me back to that. What would be your advice to somebody that rather than having to go through something to get closer to God, how do they do it in practical terms? Like how, how do you influence people around you and those that you love and your friends to draw closer to God? Because you and I know it's true, right? Yeah. And it's done such a change in our lives. How do you, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. I, I never want to throw it into someone's face because mm-hmm. I feel like as Southerners, being followers of Christ, a lot of people do that. They just throw a Bible at it and say, listen, this is going to make you feel better. It's not, it's not always going to make people feel better. Sending a prayer when you're sad, that's not always going to make you feel better because sometimes it just makes people feel like they're alone. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time, what I try and do is just stay positive and stay happy. And when they see my mood switches and the way I handle bad things coming my way, they just wonder like, what is different? And so I just describe it to them as simply as I can say, Hey, maybe you should come to church with me. You'd really like it. No pressure. Mm -hmm. Or for friends that I have that aren't followers of Christ, I just say, Hey, try journaling it. Try praying. I know you feel alone, but God hears you. He's got a plan for you. It's scary that we're not in control of things, but it's also a little bit comforting at the same time. Something I always say to people whenever we enter into a deep conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) is... Who's going to have your back if everything else in the world crumbled? Set your mind and your heart on things above. Because hmm. at the end of the day, life is going to let you down. People are going to let you down. You really have no job security, nothing. Your house could be taken away. Right. So at the end of the day, you're on, the only thing you're really going to have is your relationship with God. And so that could come across a little harsh to someone that isn't a believer in Christ. But I just try and talk them through it that way. And just talk about the hope that we have after life. Because mm. even if they don't strongly believe in heaven, I'm like, wouldn't you rather have something to hope for and, and look forward to? Because at the end of the day, even if they don't believe in that, it's going to change your perspective. You're going to treat people differently. You're going to act differently. And then people are naturally going to want to follow that lead, if that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. That's great. Man, I never thought about it that way, but that's good. That's really good. Thank you. Well, I don't want to change gears too much, but some people do ask me some of these questions. Some of these were passed along, so I need to at least ask that or else I'd feel guilty. Uh Um, You and I even talked about this a little bit off camera when we first were talking, but you obviously need to get up super early for your job, right? Mm -hmm. You even made a noise. You suddenly get up at what? One or two? One a.m., baby. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. So early bird obviously gets the worm. You are up when people sometimes aren't even going to bed yet. And not only are you up, but you need to be on your game, oh, yeah. right? Because maybe it's Monday morning. People are like, ah, oh, Monday, right? But how do you get not only in the zone, but how do you get yourself up and ready? Like, what is your morning routine? I genuinely want to know. <laughs> that hip-hop music, man, fires yeah, me up. That's it. <laughs> this, this is going to sound so stupid, but you talk about, like, self-talk and confidence. Uh-huh. I literally look myself in the mirror when I wake up, and I'm like, you got this. You're going to kill it today. And I say a little Thank prayer you. every single day when I'm driving into work. I say, Lord, let them see you and me. 
let me reach someone today. Even if it's just one person, even if they don't directly see you, let them see the smile on my face and bring them some joy. So I hype myself up that way. And then honestly, it is so dang early and we are all so miserable there together. It's hilarious <laughs> when you think about it. I'm like, this is nuts. It's 2 a.m. I've already eaten like three meals today. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to just stay on TV for about four hours smiling. And I love my team so much. So it's, that I've helps. just gotten used to it. It's fun. That's great. <laughs> no, that's, it, it's infectious. I mean, even watching, uh, it, and you do a great job of that, by the way. Thanks. And, it, and that's a beautiful thing that you start your morning out with, you know, you have to hype yourself up a little oh, bit. Yeah. Right? Like one of the things that I, I picked up on, and it was on an earlier show, that I did was rather than like, if there's an emotion that I was feeling at the time, right? Like let's say I woke up and even if I was tired, but more or less like, let's say I'm negative, right? I have a, out, a bad outlook on the morning or something. There's something I have to do that day that I don't want to. I'll even tell myself in the mirror, like today I choose to be positive, whatever yeah. the opposite of reaction is to that rather than negative. And I'll say to myself 30 freaking times <laughs> in the mirror until I'm like skipping out the door. There and you then, go. And that's just, that's just how it goes. So. It's all about mindset. And it is exactly. so powerful that you can control that. You can flip a switch mm-hmm. and decide you're going to be in a good mood in five seconds. Right. And that applies to everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not just spiritual and how you feel, but also your career, right? Oh, if something happens to you, if there's a setback, right, that you have that was going to propel you to the next step, you can even use that to leverage. And like you said, to use that as motivation, which is, again, a lot of people don't do that, which is mm-hmm. why I'm doing the show to help people and give them some more perspectives on how successful people do that for mm-hmm. themselves. So what's the next step for you, Lindsay? Oh man, God has thrown so many curveballs at me. I wish I knew. Yeah. I still have a huge passion for sports. That's, that's going to be my end goal for a while now. I'm still grinding it out. Thankfully news Four lets me do some side sideline stuff when mm-hmm. I want to for freelance. <sighs> but I don't know. I, I really like, lifestyle type tv as well so like hmm. traffic <laughs> i love it but that's that's not my you're end probably goal. the only person that loves nashville traffic <laughs> <laughs> it just really <laughs> fires me up <laughs> it fires me up too but in a totally different <laughs> way yeah right <laughs> i just know that putting a smile on people's faces that makes me happy being a voice to the voiceless makes me happy so whatever allows me to do that in any capacity that's my goal for right now. That's great. When you say voiceless, who do you who do you mean specifically? Is there a particular group of people that you feel strongly about helping and a cause? There, through this job from from the first few weeks I started, mm-hmm. we met a lot of people from Nashville, but mostly outside of Nashville that mm-hmm. have nothing to look forward to. Turning on the TV is the highlight of their day, and that completely changed my life knowing that. I had people coming up to me at events and in public, like, I look forward to turning on my TV at 4 a.m. just to see your smile, because it's the only smile that I see all day. And I was like, oh my gosh. Whoa. I was like, I I really need to start being better at my job and being happier, because then I, I felt like I had people counting on me. Just people without families. My heart goes out to all of them because they view us on News 4 as their family. And so, I don't know, man. It That just it softened my heart a little bit. Oh, that's beautiful. It <laughs> just gave me chills. <laughs> Try not to cry. I might. No, that's great. I mean, that's really what it's all about at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right, is helping people 
see the light for themselves and making their lives better and us all doing it together because we all have our things right we're all just trying to figure it out we're all just trying to do our best and if only everybody had that same mindset and heart that you do you know the world would obviously be a better place well i don't feel like that but thank you no but it's true i mean if everybody like let's say like even especially like in a pull like uh i don't want to get into politics at all but Gosh, God forbid, I don't want to get in that at all, but <laughs> like in a year like this, right, with the election, if you go on Facebook, granted, it's all, you know, parent, like people my parents' age on there for the most part now, but yeah. it's just, everything is like so one-sided and everybody seems to be against each other yeah. rather than for each other. And I think that's a, a thing that, at least for me personally, is what I'm trying to bring out in myself mm-hmm. too. Like I even challenge myself if I ever get a thought that is different than that to like pull myself out of that thought and, and see like, not to sound so corny, but like what would Jesus do? Or like, what would a better person or the best person in the situation be mm-hmm. like? So. Or like be open to hearing from someone on the opposite side of the spectrum. Right. I love that. I love learning and listening from other people mm-hmm. with completely different opinions because it, it makes us all better. And I have never understood people that are so set in their ways and won't even be open to listening. Everyone deserves that respect. Yeah. It's not even a thing nowadays, it seems like, where people are more saying, rather than, it's right and wrong. Like, they're like, oh, you're wrong. Yeah. It was really not a wrong or right answer to whatever typically that is. No. It's just, it's, yeah, they dismiss it without even hearing the other side. And honestly, I think that's why so many millennials are turned off to news. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why we struggle so hard to get people to watch the news every day that are our age. Because they're like, this is so one-sided. This is ridiculous. Hmm. It's so black and white. Like... Why don't you include both sides? I think that really fires people our age up because yeah. they want to feel like they have a part in it. They have a say in it. And a lot of news stories don't allow them to do that. They're just telling you what to think. Yeah, they really don't. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I didn't even think about that, but that's a really good point. What do you have the numbers and do you know them in your head? Like what the younger reach is for younger people, like maybe 30 and under that watch the news? Oh, we're trying to grow it every single day. Like that, that is our low, yeah. constant battle to the point now where we're transitioning almost the entire newscast to digital just to try and reach them through their phones. Really? Because, yeah, the majority of our viewers are going to be like 55 and above. Uh-huh. But they're not the ones that we get money from. They're not the spenders. Mm-hmm. They're retired, sitting back, watching TV just because <laughs> that's all they got to do. But, yeah, I mean, dude, that's our constant battle. Why don't younger people watch the news and I think that's part of the reason they hired me so young Mm because it's a different perspective it is that's a great thing like and that and that's the same in my industry I'm in I'm in finance and investing the average financial advisor is 56 years old wow (laughs) the average age is 56 in 10 years there's not going to be hardly anybody yeah and there's actually there's going to be seven trillion dollars exchanging hands in the next 10 years so it's like and the, there's only less than 2% of advisors are under 30. It's like nobody's doing moly. it. Right? <laughs> that makes me feel better. My profession isn't the only one battling it. <laughs> but it's true. But I see it as an opportunity, right? An opportunity for people like you and like me that, that see that and say, hey, you know, I can do something about this. Mm-hmm. I can change it. I can make it better. And I can make it how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Or at least in another totally unique, different way. Yeah. And bring your own twist to it might as well yeah that's what i try and do too (laughs) yeah well this has been great is there anything else you want to go over or touch base on to let anybody else know or anything else you want to talk about in particular those are 
the majority of my questions and all the questions that were sent in. So. Um, no. I just feel so grateful you let me come on. This was really fun. Yeah. I don't get interviewed very often. So I different. know. And for everybody that's, that's listening, hopefully Lindsay doesn't judge me too much because she's normally on the other end of this. <laughs> And now she's on the receiving end, so it's hard. It's fine. No, I I like being on this side. There's so much power over here. Oh, you're like, yes, I can ask any question I want to. Yeah, you're so. good. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Hopefully, there weren't any <laughs> questions that were too too tough. No, but you no. did such a great job, and I think we did really really good work. I love the podcast, and uh, I love uh, what we created today, and hopefully, also created a new friend. So you're a really good person. It was it was fun to just get to know you a little bit more. Thank you. So. Guys, one more thing, and I didn't ask you this yet, so put you on the spot. But one of the things we created lately was a new Facebook group. So for some of the people that were already on the show, Erica, the other week, or last episode, talked about public speaking. So if you guys have any questions for Lindsay, Lindsay, would you be open to answering a few more questions if we send them out your way? Heck yeah. In the group. Yeah, anything and everything. Send it on over. Sweet. So guys, that's a benefit of being in the group. Not only do you get access to me which you know i guess is good right (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and then you also get access to people like Lindsay. so thank you guys so much for listening if you found value to this please share it with a friend Lindsay. thank you so much again for coming on i love today that was so much fun hopefully get to do this again me too so thanks for coming on guys and we will talk to you soon